Welcome to the Edge Podcast, your home for recruiting news and team analysis inside the Oregon State Beavers football, basketball, and baseball programs. BeaversEdge.com is the authority on all things Oregon State athletics. Now, here's your host, BeaversEdge.com editor, Mike Singer. Welcome in everyone to the Edge Podcast here at BeaversEdge.com. My name's Mike Singer. I'm the editor here and I am joined by Marcus Grease, our football analyst, played for Oregon State under Mike Riley and Gary Anderson from 2014 up until the spring of 2017 where he uh, medically retired. Marcus, how you doing on this uh, Monday afternoon? I'm good, Mike. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing well. So, yeah, we're recording this Monday afternoon. Uh, Oregon State just had practice on Sunday evening. We'll get this podcast posted on Tuesday morning. Um, so that's just kind of where we're at right now. Marcus uh, missed practice yesterday. He's coming back up from the Bend area. Uh, he's going to be at practice tonight. So if you're listening on this, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday morning, make sure you check out um, our content from last night's practice. Get caught up. Brendan Slaughter's there, our senior writer, is killing the coverage. Marcus is doing an excellent job. So just make sure you check out uh, all of our content. So Marcus. You were our guy in Bend last week. Brendan wasn't able to make it. Um, so <laughs> you're covering your old team. You're out there by yourself. Before the Bend uh, week, you went to, was it two or three practices? Your first time covering a practice. So this whole whirlwind of you going from um, Oregon State football player to a journalist covering the Beavers, what has this whole process been like for you? Uh, you know, it's been it's been different. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, you're not waking up at, you know, whatever time they wake up and, you know, do the whole football uh, routine. Um, but, you know, working with Ed so far has been, I mean, it's been awesome. I love it. I mean, I still get to see the guys, you know, I still get to, you know, be a part of, you know, Oregon, I mean, the Beaver Nation. So, I mean, really, you know, it's a different transition to have, but I mean, shoot, I mean, I love it so far. <laughs> so, you're out. Uh, the The media gets the last twenty or thirty minutes or so to watch practice. Sometimes uh, we only get to see ten minutes, but uh, that's besides the point. So, you know, the guys walk by you, coaches walk by you. What is that? Uh, what are those interactions like now that you're a media member? Man, they haven't changed at all. It's like I'm still on the team. I mean, all the dudes, you know, they, you know, they just kind of <laughs> they see me. They call me. They tell me I'm big time and everything. But you know. <laughs> it's just Marcus. So, I mean, it's still cool. I mean, all of us are still, you know, super tight, and me and the coaches are still really cool. So, you know, it's still nice to see him and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of your former teammates uh, left the program yesterday. Uh, Oregon State uh, announced that in a, a press release that Marcus McMarion was – transferring and it's looking like as of now that Fresno State is actually where he's going to be headed there's also talk that San Jose State would be an option with the obvious connection of Brent Brennan's over there now as their head coach and of course he was the OSU receivers coach um so what first what are your kind of impressions on Marcus leaving um from an on the field standpoint you know how do you think this will affect the Beavers obviously they lose a quarterback on the depth chart but um, you know, what What are kind of your overall thoughts on Marcus McMarion leaving OSU? I mean, Marcus is a, I mean, Marcus is a great, you know, role model, especially to a lot of us players on and off the field. I mean, 
on the field, you know, you can, you know, that he's always going to give you everything he has. And I mean, he just wants to win just like us. So, you know, when Marcus, you know, played in the civil war and I was right by him, you know, where, I mean, when we were down by, I think it was 10 or so, yeah. I mean, he was right there and he was, you know, cheering everyone on. He said, don't put your head down, you know, we're, I'm going to go win this game for y'all. You know, he just says, follow me and, you know, I'll give you everything I got. And I mean, we've seen it and that's exactly what, what he did. And I mean, in the locker room, like I said, he's a great leader outside the locker room. He's a great leader. I mean, everyone on the team loves that dude. So, I mean, it's tough. But, I mean, he, you know, he has to do what's best for him and, you know, what he thinks that he needs to do. So Yeah, with Jake being named the starter, I'm sure everyone in that locker room understands, hey, Marcus ha- has his bachelor's degree. He can go transfer and potentially even start this year and a senior season. But in that locker room, do you think it's a positive thing that um, – man, I hate to say that. It's a positive thing that Marcus is gone. But just in the sense that the locker room is united over one quarterback – or do you think it could potentially be a bad thing for the locker room that Marcus is leaving? What do you kind of think about that? I mean, the only – I'd say, you know, it's bad for – that Marcus is leaving just the sense that, he, you know, he established himself as, you know, one of the leaders on the team. And, you know, he was a guy that we could always look to. Um, I mean, it's a good – I guess I could say it's a good thing, you know, uh, when it comes to, you know, just having a set quarterback and, you know, there's no more – you know, I got to get used to this guy or I got to get used to this guy. You know, it's just we know that Jake is the starting quarterback now. So, you know, I know the I mean, it's it's tough to see someone go like Marcus. But I mean, you know, he has to go do what's best for him. And now that Jake is, you know, the set starter, you know, uh, the offense, at least from what I've seen, you know, everyone's starting to get their, you know, get their flow and everything. And so it's I mean, it's it's good and bad. But, you know, it's just bad in the sense that someone's gone. So, so we have this awesome opportunity to have you write for Beaver's Edge since you literally have played with all of these guys uh, that were at OSU, you know, at least in the spring. So um, how many reps did you get to take with Jake Luton? Kind of walk us through what he's like in the huddle, um, you know, on the sidelines. You know, what do you think about Jake Luton? Oh, man, I love Jake, too. I mean, when, it, when he first got here, you know, he was sick. And so there was a lot of, you know, he was – out of any quarterback in the spring, I got most of the reps with Jake. And so, um, I mean, Jake's a great quarterback. He reminds me a lot of Sean Manning, you know, in the sense of he has a super strong arm, makes, you know, good decisions. And, you know, if he needs to get a pass there, he'll get it there. And, I mean, in the huddle, you know, at first, you know, coming into any new team, you're going to be a little nervous. And so, you know, especially at quarterback, you know, the whole offense runs through you and everything. So, you could tell he was a little nervous, but after I seen him in Ben, I mean, it was he looked like a completely different player. I mean, he was confident. He had, you know, he had some swag to him. He had everything he really needed, you know, to be the starting quarterback and, you know, establish himself as that leader and that kind of, you know, person that the team should look up to. So in that spring game earlier this year, uh, Jake came out pretty hot, you know, had the uh, – some nice strikes down the field. I remember one to uh, Isaiah Hodgins on a post route. Looked good early, and then kind of threw a couple picks, and there was one he was about to get sacked and just chucked it up in the middle of the field. So, in Bend, I mean, I think it was the ones offense were going against the twos defense most of the times. Um, but do you really think he looked that much different? You know, he's, he's got um, 
you know, he lost a lot of weight in the spring, so, you know, he's back into better football shape in the fall. Do you really think he's that much better of a quarterback than what everyone saw on the Pac-12 network or, or, or in research for that spring game? Absolutely. I mean, when, you know, when you miss a, a good chunk of spring, and, you know, and then, you you know, you just have to go out for a spring game, you know, it's it's tough. Definitely it's tough because, I mean, our defense is – you know, it doesn't matter if it's first team or second team or third team. You know, they're gonna, there's gonna be some dudes out there who are gonna just want to flat out ball. And you know, uh, definitely he changed for the better. <laughs> okay, sure. He lost a lot of weight, you know, but I mean, what I seen in Ben, he looked, like I said, he looked completely different. And you know that it really showed, you know, in the scrimmage that they had. Right before they left Bend, I mean, the whole offense just looked on, like it was on another level. Honestly, it looked better than anything I've seen before. So. Okay. All right, definitely. So, like we mentioned, you were in Bend the whole week, and there's we get questions on our Beaver Central message board, our, our premium board at beaversedge.com, questions about certain individual players all of the time. And it seems like you just, you and me, mostly you have to answer these all the time. So let's just run through a list of players uh, you can talk for three minutes about one of them, or you can talk for 15 seconds. Uh, just kind of depends on um, what you've seen from these guys, R- really just from these first two weeks of camp, um, from, from Corvallis at the beginning and to Ben last week. Let's start at Mason Moran. Uh, redshirt freshman, obviously came in as a quarterback, transitioned to safety. Um, you know, we get asked about him a good bit. You know, wh- what did you see from Mason uh, in Bend? Uh, well, you know, it's tough when you, you know, you convert from a quarterback, you know, an offensive player go straight over to safety. So, I mean, he's still learning and you could tell, I mean, he didn't really get a lot of reps, but you know, he's still learning. And so, uh, hopefully we'll see him out there soon, but you know, he's just had, you, you know, it's just a whole different, you know, system to have to learn. So. Sure. Another guy highly touted coming out of high school, um, from Texas, Christian Wallace, um, you know, seems like he's kind of running with the twos or the threes, not too much of the ones. I know he had a good practice yesterday, had a highlight hit, uh, actually wearing a red no contact jersey, but still made a, a nice hit on a receiver. So what did you see from Christian Wallace in the first two weeks of practice? What I seen was definitely growth. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's tough when you had, when you come in, have a lot of high expectations, you know, a lot of things you got to live up to. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's just tough, but uh, what I seen in Ben is, you know, he's improving, and that's definitely what you what what the defensive coaches wanted to see. You know, he was more of a, you know, he's more of just a physical guy. So that's why you know they they like him at safety because you know he can bring like I like you said yesterday he made a big hit. He can bring that, but you know he just has to learn the system, and you know from there he'll take off. I'm sure. Do you think he's gonna start or just? play a lot or do you think he's not going to see the field much where do you kind of see him fitting into that cornerback rotation I think you know the beginning of the season he'll probably you know just get a little bit of playing time but we'll see I mean the coaches aren't going to put him out there you know unless you know I mean unless they have you know complete confidence that he knows you know exactly what he's doing and what his assignment is but I'm sure he'll catch on so I mean I'm not really too worried about it um he probably won't start to be honest Mm -hmm. but you know, 
maybe late in the season he could. And I mean, whoever you know, whoever steps up and takes that role across from Xavier Crawford. So, uh, I don't want to get off get off track here, but I mean, the, these Oregon State cornerbacks are impressive. I know they were they're a little bit banged up, and most of them were held out for that scrimmage, but. Um, you know, you look at, so, you know, you got X Crawford, who is, you know, an all-American type player. And then across, uh, from the other side of him, you can have Jay Irvine, Sean Wilson, Christian Wallace, um, Isaiah Dunn has looked really good. Um, and you got Dwayne Williams, who's probably a nickel guy. So we just talk about, um, those guys and you even have Kyle White as a senior, uh, that's on scholarship that, um, you know, could also get in there. So, I mean, really, um, I, I'm impressed with the depth at cornerback. Um, you know, as long as you can keep those guys healthy. Um, probably the biggest name on the team right now, mostly from a, a national perspective, uh, is Thomas Tyner. Um, of course, the a big five-star recruit from the class of 2013, I believe. Of course, signed with Oregon, um, and now he's over at Oregon State after not playing for a couple years. So, um, you know. From the first practice um, to this scrimmage and and scrimmage and bend, um, what have you seen from Tyner? You know, how much better has he gotten and more acclimated to football? He's definitely back in football shape. Is the best way to put it. I mean, anytime you take two years off, it's tough to you know just suit up against you know a good defense and come out and you know just play like he used to play. Um, what I'm seeing a lot of with him, especially in bend now. I mean, he. You know, he came. It looked like he came into camp a little heavy. I mean, you know, uh, but it looks like he's back down into shape. You know, lost a little bit of weight. Still has the speed. I mean, I seen that. I seen that way too many times. It was it was super impressive to see. I mean, he's given moves, spin moves, juke moves. You know, open field, breaking tackles. I mean, it's a good sign, obviously. Um, you know, he. he <sighs> it's tough to say with the running back rotation, especially. I mean, when you have these kind of guys that come in and, and can perform at such a high level. I mean, it's, it's a tough decision at the same time. It's, it's something that obviously the offensive coordinator would like to see. And, you know, it'll just mean the offense is about to be on another level, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tyner said in an interview yesterday with Brendan that, uh, he came in, I think it was two forty, and I was down to two twenty eight, and, um, you know, his last year at Oregon, he was about two twenty five. So he's, he's definitely, you know, dropped that weight real quick. Uh, and yeah, the uh, you could make a pretty good case that Oregon State is the best running back uh, group in, in the Pac-12 with with Nall, with Tyner, uh, Travoris Johnson, Artavis Pierce, and then uh, Calvin Tyler uh, has looked great as a uh, as a true freshman so far. Um, definitely a pleasant surprise so far. Let's talk about Artavis Pierce. Last year in Bend, he was kind of the um, the standout performer jumped on the scene and impressed everyone. Seems like he's battling with Thomas Tyner for that spot right behind Ryan Nall. You know, what have you seen from uh, AP so far? Uh, AP's reps, reps were definitely limited. I mean, he doesn't really have much to prove. Obviously, you know, he we've seen what he can do. He had a big Civil War game. He's had, you know, a lot of good games in this past season. So, I mean, uh, it's going to be – I mean, like I said, it's t- it's a tough decision for the coaches to make. But, I mean, that's the that's what they like. You know, it's it's good to have three backs, like Coach Anderson said, that you can just be like – you know, you can just throw them in a, at any time. You know, though, each one of them could, you know, break loose for 200 yards. So, I mean, that's – AP had – you know, from what I've seen in Bend, he had – you know, he had a good performance. I mean, it didn't look like he took a step back. 
with anything. You know, it just looked like he just looked like a veteran out there who, you know, knew what he's doing and, you know, had limited reps, really. So in Ben, uh, the same day Gary named Jake Luton the starter, um, he, he also said that Isaiah Hodgins, Seth Collins, and Jordan Villeman were the, the, the three starting wide receivers. Um, but, you know, there's still competition for, you know, your number four receiver, you know, getting subs in there. Um, one of those guys, Aaron Short, he's a junior college transfer, um, did not come in for spring ball, so he came in this summer. Um, seems like he kind of had an up-and-down camp so far. What have you kind of seen from him? Um, you know, it's, like I said, it's kind of the same thing with, you know, a lot of the younger players. It's hard to come into a brand new system and, you know, it's what, you know, it's what's expected by the coaches. But, um, I mean, I've only seen a little bit of him, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I know but, some of your updates seemed like he had a, some nice catches in that scrimmage. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say in the scrimmage, it looked like, you know, he finally looked comfortable. He finally looked like, you know, everything was in check and in line. So, I mean, from what I've seen, he had, you know, a couple catches. And he has, I mean, shoot, I've seen him burn Xavier Crawford, which wow. anyone who knows Xavier Crawford knows that, that you know, that just doesn't happen. So, yeah. I mean, hell, he has some serious speed. And he's a, you know, he's, he has an athletic body. And, you know, he's, I mean, if the, you know, if the offense can get him involved, I mean, it's just another playmaker to get the ball to. So, nice. I mean, that's what you want. Talented running backs. I mean, you got the three receivers I just mentioned. You have Trayvon Bradford, Timmy Hernandez, Aaron Short. I mean, it's Xavier Hawkins, and then you bring in a true freshman like Arex Champ Flemings, um, who has been an impressive true freshman so far. Uh, I know that you know it's tough for these freshmen and, and junior college transfers to to get acclimated really fast, but it seems like he's he's pretty ready for college football. Yeah, he you know coming in at. I don't know what he is about a hundred and what forty pounds something. Yeah, <laughs> but this kid, I mean, he reminds me exactly of Victor Bolden. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it kind of freaked me out to be honest. I mean, the kid has crazy speed, open space. He has great hands. You know, if you if it's one on one, you know, with a defender, I mean, might as well you know just figure out you're going to get an extra five yards because he's going to make the miss. So I mean, that's what I've seen. You know, he. Even though he's small, it's honestly it doesn't even matter because that kid can can flat out ball. He's about to be something special at Oregon State. I can already tell. So the offensive line starting rotation kind of looks like this right now. You have uh, Blake Brandell um, and Trent Moyer at the tackles. You have Gus Lavaca and um, Fred Loina at your guards, and then Sumner Houston at center. Cami Delps been battling in at guard. Um, uh, Monty Bond, the junior college transfer, has been battling at tackle spot. Uh, Gus is kind of um, a question mark potentially just because he's been held out. Is that mainly just been um, a conditioning thing? Or, I mean, is there anything for Beaver fans to be worried about with Gus Lavaca? No, Gus will be fine. That's, I mean, you know, it's kind of like no, We didn't see much of Nall. Okay. At least I didn't in Ben. You know, it's just when you have, when you have guys that are, you know, like Gus, like Nall, you know, like Brandon Arnold, who, you know, who've been through, you know, who's paid their dues, really. Um, you know, they don't really have much else to prove. And Coach Anderson knows that they're going to perform at the level that he wants them to. And so, you know, it's, if anything, it's just keeping them, you know, in shape and keeping them ready and so he's fresh for the first game. So, so, so with these, your big name guys, 
um, at Oregon State, not getting too much practice reps. Is that just the portion that's available to the media when they're you know thumping a little bit and potentially could get hurt? Or is that, you know, during the individual drills, are they also getting limited reps, or are they really going full speed at that beginning of portion of practice? Um, well, from what I've seen, you know, with the with the portion that I can that I can watch, I mean, it's just, you know, it's end of the practice. It's more of live period. You know, you don't really want to get your starters in there, you know, the whole time. And, you know, it's kind of just like you said, you know, at the end of practice, you know, they just come out for a little bit and let the young guys go and let, you know, everyone else get some reps. So, But at the be- at the beginning of practice, those first, you know, hour, hour and a half, are they is yeah. it like a Ryan Dahl, is he going full speed the whole time, you know, going with those individual drills and stuff like that? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, he, you know, they're, they're still working on their craft for sure. And, you know, everything that they're doing is still trying to improve their game any way they can. You know, it's just when it gets down to the, you know, the end of and everyone's banging, you know, they... Yeah. So we got several more guys. Uh, we're, we just hit about the 20 minute mark, so let's try to speed through these a little bit. Uh, Justin Saddlemeyer and Clay Cordasco are a couple of junior college offensive linemen uh, that we haven't talked about yet that Oregon State brought in. Are you seeing much of them in the rotations? Um, you know, I know that you know Oregon State fans wanted to see those guys get in there, but you know, if they're not playing, then that means that the guys you already have are developing well. So I think that's kind of a good thing. But have you seen those guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, just a little bit with the second team. Uh, that's really the only time I've seen him, honestly. But, you know, like I said, it's good to have, uh, you know, your starters set and, you know, develop right how you want them to. So, so still no Craig Evans. He did not make the trip and bend, um, for, for that defensive line. But, you know, in, any standouts on that defensive line that have impressed you? I know T- Titus Falaga's names come up a lot and he seemed to, uh, have been doing a good job. You know, is there any guys that have been stepping up? Uh, man, definitely Titus, like you said, I mean, he's, he's finally healthy, he's finally 100%, and, I mean, the dude is, I mean, he's big, he's fast, he's strong, I mean, he's, your whole package that you'd want as a defensive lineman, so, I mean, he's definitely been the standout in my eyes, um, but, you know, anytime that you can have someone like Kalani back or Elu back, you know, there's always potential to have, you know, some big plays obviously be made. I mean, they're big bodies, and you know, it's just there's been a lot of standouts, especially on the defensive line from what I've seen. You know, the whole defensive line as a whole has just stepped up, as Coach A said as well. So Yeah, that's big because that defensive line was did not have a good year in 2016. I know Baker Pritchard's name's come up a lot as a guy that has been looking good. Uh, let's talk about the, an outside linebacker. Um, I thought Hamilcar Rashad, and he's a guy we put in our top 20, was going to you know, have a real big year, but it seems like he might be on the outside looking in as a starter at outside linebacker. You have Bright Oguebu on one side, uh, and Jonathan Willis, um, who kind of is a hybrid outside-inside linebacker, but it's mostly playing outside. It seems like he's going to get that start opposite of Bright. I mean, there's plenty of fall camp to go. That's just kind of what it's looking like right now. What are you kind of seeing with Hamilcar Rashad so far? Uh, you know, he's... He's just grinding, really. I mean, when you have people like Willis and Bright ahead of you, you know, they have themselves established. You know, they have them, you know, they've they've done everything that's been asked of them. So, um, you know, with Ham, it's more of, it's not outside looking in, really. It's just, you know, keep your head down, keep doing what you do, and, you know, eventually good things are going to come. I'm sure he's going to he's going to get a lot of playing time for sure. Yeah, yeah. He just, he's just a redshirt freshman, just 
uh, high expectations. He really can be a freak at outside linebacker for Oregon State. A guy that I know you've been impressed with so far is Wesley Payne, uh, inside linebacker. Um, you know, what have you seen from him so far? You know, do you think he could get a start? You know, at linebacker next to Manasse Hungalu. Absolutely. Um, what Wesley brings really is just physicality beyond belief to the game. I mean, every time I've seen Wesley in, he's done nothing but, you know, overpower offensive linemen or, you know, knock down a, a great pass or, you know, get an interception. Or, like I said, in the, you know, in the scrimmage, he laid just a hit that uh, made me kind of happy that I retired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you have, you have Wesley, Hughes-Murray, Dougie T, Kessie Ahoy, those kind of scenes. I mean, th- those are your scholarship inside linebackers along with Amani Robinson. Who do you think has the inside track to start next to hun- next to Hungalu? It's tough. It'll be between Wesley Payne and Kessie Ahoy for sure. Really? I mean, you, th- you, yeah. you put Ahoy, the true freshman, over Dougie T and Hughes-Murray. I mean, you know, Hughes-Murray is, is a playmaker as well, but what I've seen, I've just – I mean, honestly, I've never seen a freshman come in as developed and as, you know, ready to go as Kessie Ahoy. And, I mean, when you have a true freshman running with the ones, I mean, you have to, you know, you have to be something special. Wow. Another true freshman that's been running with the ones is Isaiah Dunn at cornerback. Uh, He stepped up, and I I don't know if he will start, but he's been running with the ones. What have you seen from him so far? Uh, he's just he's just a big physical cornerback that you know if he has a chance to, you know, <laughs> put his hands on you and throw you to the ground, he'll definitely do that. So that's what the Beavers need, especially. So at safety, we have Brandon Arnold, who I, we had at our I believe it was number five player in the Beavers Edge top twenty. We're pretty high on Brandon Arnold. I think he's going to be a he's going to have a fantastic senior season. Um, at the other safety spot, you could have David Morris. Uh, True freshman, we're gonna say has four true freshman safeties, uh, and Morris is looking really good. I know he's he's had uh, you know f- some first team reps, um, and then he's battling with Jalen Moore and Austin Hudson. What are you kind of seeing from that second safety spot? Um, you know, potentially, you know, who do you think could start? It's <laughs> putting you on the spot, man. Putting me on the spot. It's tough, you know. Uh... We, I mean. David when, Moore. When we, when we had that Beaver's Edge top 20, originally Jalen Moore wasn't in there, and you were very high on Jalen Moore. We ended up putting him at 13. Because then I started looking back through some of the articles I wrote from the 2016 season and just remembering how much I really like Jalen Moore. Um, so, I mean, I would imagine he gets the start. I know you're high on him. Um, you, know, you know, What do you think about you know that battle? Uh, that's, I mean, it's just to have a battle with Jalen Moore at safety means, you know, you're the real deal. And what I've seen from Davis, I, well, from David Moore so far is that, you know, he's just, he's just a young kid who wants the ball. He's done everything that the coaches have asked. And he's, he's definitely, you know, been watching Brandon, been watching Jalen. He takes every part of, you know, everyone's game, which is what you want. I mean, it's when you have, I mean, you have Jalen Moore ahead of you, you know you have the ball. Because, I mean, the thing with J-Mo is he's going to give you everything he has. And, I mean, he's going to lay the wood. So, uh, Morris is in a good position. I think that, you know, he's definitely going to be in the rotation at safety. Maybe not start, but he'll definitely be in the rotation. Another guy we didn't mention is Landry Payne. Uh, he's a senior this year. So, um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, he, he's looking to fight for some playing time as well. So, yeah, I mean, just running through that roster, um, 
you know, feeling pretty good about uh, where Oregon State sits. I mean, I know that the USA Today Sports uh, released their Pac-12 projections. I posted this on our premium message board, and it has Oregon State finishing 5-7. and seven. Um, So five wins. You put in Oregon State over that, do you think? Absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I don't, I'd imagine I'd imagine that's where you were leaning. So I appreciate everyone uh, listening to the Edge podcast today. Make sure you um, you know click on the related links. Um, check out all of our content. Um, go ahead and subscribe to BeaversEdge.com. This is literally the perfect time. You can get all of our fall camp coverage. Um, ask Marcus Greaves questions on the Beaver Central message board whenever you would like to. I hired him to take your questions, uh, and uh, provide, he provides excellent insight. Um, if you, you are interested and you don't want to pull the trigger yet on beaversedge.com, go ahead and email me at beaversedge1 at gmail.com. This is beaversedge1 at gmail.com. I would love to talk with you about you know the, the benefits of a subscription to beaversedge.com. So go ahead and do that, and thank you so much for listening to the Edge Podcast.